tell me why I'm here doing fucking vocal warm-ups for uh, this podcast. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a... I don't know. Oh, man. I had a... Uh, below average, interesting day. May I mean maybe above average, depending on who you are, you know. But like, uh, went to work with my dad. Uh, had my childhood uh illusion shattered. Uh, came home, took a nap, watched a comedy special. You know, Tom Segura, Tommy Buns, Ball Hog. It's freaking good. That was the first special I actually laughed at in about a year. Or actually, since uh, since Dave Chappelle's, um, was it Sticks and Stones? No, uh, the recent one that was Sticks and Stones, right? Um, oh, let's not gloss over what I just said. Uh, like I am glossing over right now. Yeah, uh, had my illusion of childhood kind of shattered, and and it's been being shattered over the past few days. You know, uh, apparently my. My upbringing wasn't as idyllic as I thought, according to both my dad and my sister. Um, And if I were to ask my mom, she'd probably say the same shit. So, I don't know. Like, growing up, I didn't think my my childhood was bad or anything. Like, I was living the average whatever, you know? But apparently, had baby mama drama going on and shit, Uh, you know? Um... Yeah, apparently a cramped house isn't a, uh, you can hear me making air quotes with my fingers, a cramped house isn't a safe environment, well not safe, isn't a uh, ideal environment for two teenagers, you know? (laughs) Um, You know, and... uh, and, uh, what else? Oh, and family not talking isn't actually normal, you know? <laughs> I'm saying it's like an asshole, I'm being facetious, but, like, uh, apparently that was a thing, and I didn't know that was a thing. Um, it's like, my dad keeps making the joke, like, yo, did you grow up in your own house? <laughs> like, did you and your sister grow up I'm, because in the same house? Because it sounds like I'm hearing, uh, not completely different but like it's not like you don't know a thing you know less than me and i don't even live there i didn't even live there so yeah but i mean it's fine you know you're like your childhood uh uh your illusions of having a idyllic is that the word i think that's the word not ideal that's not what i'm saying idyllic idyllic right that this like relatively peaceful and un uh uh un unburdened by conflict, you know. Um, apparently around me, surround like surrounded, I was surrounded by it. I just didn't notice, or or maybe I subconsciously did and consciously didn't, and it internalized, and I. Here I am now, uh, making dick jokes uh, to cope with a severe, uh, 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 recovering from depression and shit. I mean, I'm fine now, you know, like I'm not, but, you know, back then, that's what I used to do.
So I guess I do got the chops of me to be a stand-up comedian. Ha ha, that's the funniest joke I've ever told, because, you know, it's not gonna... You know, actually, oh my gosh, this is the most hilarious thing. Um, it really isn't, but, you know, it was funny to me. Uh, years ago, I told my... Uh, I was driving the car with my dad, and I said randomly, I was like, yo, I want to do stand-up comedy, and he bust out laughing. Like, we all, like he almost swerved out of the lane on the highway. And, and, you know, naturally I was a little offended because <laughs> that, that wasn't, that wasn't the joke yet. You know, that wasn't the joke. I was dead serious. Um, he's like, okay, go ahead. See if you can. And I was like, all right. Uh, a little offended that you, that you laughed at that because, you know, what's so funny? You frame I can't be a stand comedian. Um... I don't know. I don't think I could. I'm I'm not good at like remembering shit to say and then saying them, you know. And also, I don't think like most of my shit's relatable, you know. Like like I can make light of uh stupid whatever's that happen, but I don't know. I'm not a socialist, so I'm practically a racist Republican. <laughs> racist, sexist, anti-gay, you know. So it's like, can't make jokes about that anymore, can you? I, I, I can't imagine going up and on in an open mic and making a joke that I would consider funny. Because the shit that I consider funny is either morbid or deeply offensive. You know? And I mean, those go hand in hand, don't they? Kind of. Man. Tom Segura's special is hilarious. Ball hog? You should definitely go watch it. Chris Yellow's special is coming out soon. I, I think it was supposed to, I read something saying it was supposed to come out this month, but they postponed it because of all this COVID-19 shit. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. But no, okay, uh, all right. This show, right? This show that I was that I was talking about, I don't remember yesterday or a couple, or a couple of days ago, uh, Hundred Humans, that one on Netflix. There was this thing in it, right? And I and I realized how morbid my 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 humor is. I mean, it wasn't even morbid because like they specified these are non lethal injuries, non lethal accidents that happen and shit. So they split the Hundred Humans into two groups, fifty of them. The first 50, they showed a bunch of clips of accidents happening without a laugh track. The second clip, the, the second group of 50, they showed a bunch of accidents happening with a laugh track. Now, <laughs> no, me and my sister, right, were watching it and tell me how immediately on the one without the laugh track, we were dying laughing and then the one with it we were like ah, you know the laugh track ruins it <laughs> the appeal. we're here rolling on the couch because you know cranes are falling over onto people a biker uh, a guy on a bicycle flipped and started like this pile up of of people hitting him and whatever uh some chick some chick in the gymnasium like she was doing gymnastics and shit and like she did a huge flip and missed the pad and landed flat on her back. And we just keep dying. 
It was so funny. Oh, gosh. That type of shit's hilarious. Man. So, I don't know. Does that make me a bad person? Maybe. But do I really care? No. Uh, but, I mean, you know, like, shit, that shit's funny. If you tell me people getting hurt isn't funny, you're not a human person. Like, I mean, if they survive, it's hilarious. They die, it's not, you know? Unless they die in a really funny way. You know, like in that, that scene in Titanic, where, uh, where uh, you know, the boat's fucking going up, right? The boat's split already, and it's sinking. The dude tries to jump off the edge, he bounces off the hull, and just and ragdolls into the water. Oh, man, the first time I see that, I, I hadn't laughed so hard in a while. And that, that killed me. Not as bad as it killed him, you know? But, like, I was dying. It was it was great. Um, yeah. Gosh, it's funny. I don't know what people why people say Titanic is such a good romance. Titanic works great as a thriller. Or, or, or something of that sort. Because, like, it, there's a sense of dread watching it, you know? Like, there's a pit in my stomach watching it. I'm not paying attention to a romance story. I'm like, like yo, this chick's about to tuck her kids in because they can't get out of that spot because they were too ported by the whatever. Like, that whole thing was just fucked up. Uh, and it, and yeah, it, there was a pit in my, my stomach. I couldn't get out. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'm not that bad a person because I felt bad at that because, like, you know, chick's reading her kids a bedtime story as the boat's sinking, you know? And it's just a matter of time before... It's Like, the thing, the ridiculous thing is, right? She could put them to sleep all they want. They're going to wake up when the boat starts to freaking, like, turn and sink. They're going to wake up screaming. They're going to be bouncing all over the room and shit, um, all scared, and then they're going to drown. You know, it would have been more humane if she slit their throats right there. And I'm not saying she should have, right? But I mean, a mother's love, you don't want your kids to feel pain, so you might as well kill them before they all die, right? Maybe not, you know? <laughs> I know you're not on board, whoever's listening. Unless you're me, then you're probably on board. You're like, eh, yeah, you know? Uh, uh, killing is only worth the pain it saves, and that kind of thing, right? And the pain it saves others and yourself, maybe. I don't know. I support the death penalty. I think we need to kill more people, you know? Not me, obviously, because I don't want to die. <laughs> this is a selfish thing for me to say. But um, it's selfish with a cause. It's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. <laughs> I talk too much about, about killing people on this, you know? I, I'm probably on the list. Hi, NSA. How you listening? I don't know if the NSA, when they listen in on shit, like on... I wonder if the NSA listens to podcasts. Like, if that's a thing that happens. And if they do, do the view... The, the, does their view get counted? Because I know the one view on all of these episodes that I've done so far. 
uh, are probably mine. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if, um, they, I don't know if they're any different or, or if, if they, if when they watch it, there's no view, but like, if they watch it, like, you know, I should get the view. I need the, like, you need the stats or whatever, right? I think I've talked enough about killing fat people and, uh, well, not killing fat people, starring fat people. That's different. You know, you can't. Listen, here's the thing. You cannot starve a fat person to death because they reach a certain point where they're not fat. So that's starving a person to death at that point. Um, but also, you know, you could eat by that point. Let's not go back on that, all right? That's my mod's proposal. I'm going to leave that as a, as a footnote in history. Okay? That's going to be... Because if that ever happens and they start... And and histor historians in two hundred years from now, twenty two, twenty two twenty, right, are looking back at the great, the great American famine <laughs> of twenty twenty seventy six, and they go all the way back to this idiot, uh, uh, uh trying to be satirical but failing in 2020 on his on his podcast that he claims is for his own mental health when really he sounds like he needs a therapist to get through his fantasies of of uh, starving people who eat too much you know let's not touch on that again you know what we should touch on i listened to a bunch of my podcasts today and i don't remember a thing about them but i think i don't know if that's a good thing or not i think it's a good thing for me because i don't think about them right I mean, I obviously I remember something about them, you know, like, uh, like I remember that I was talking about Scarlett Johansson and that, and one of them, um, but and motherhood and shit. Uh, what else? What else is in my head? Almonds. Almonds are in my head. My dad likes almonds now a lot. Yo, you know what sucks about Georgia? Or, I mean, I guess not just Georgia, but any place uh, that hits over 70, 80 degrees is getting inside cars that have been parked baking in the sun. You know what they should make cars out of? Not metal. Because metal, you know, can, uh, that, that absorbs heat pretty well. What doesn't absorb heat? They should make cars out of ice. That's what we should do. And it should be an ice that doesn't melt. So that in the summer, we don't burn. Like I like you bake when you go. I can't imagine being one of the kids that get still, you know, left in a hot car for eight hours, you know, and die. Um that's gotta suck. Cause I can't stand being in one of those cars for eight minutes, let alone eight hours. Uh, because you know, I'd die. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm talking a lot about dead people and things and babies. It's not a good thing. 
Or maybe you just need a thicker skin, whoever's listening to this, you know? Maybe you're the problem. I'm not the problem. I'm the solution. Uh, you know, humor. Joke about the things you can't change. Or joke about the, or, or, I mean, other things you can't change, but you gotta, you gotta make, make do with what you got. Uh, you gotta, gotta make light of life. Life's worth living. Yo, doctors are dropping dead, apparently, in hospitals. My dad was talking to his ex, and she is uh, working in a hospital. She's a nurse, or she's in a hospital, and she's, like, talking about, yo, a couple of doctors just dropped dead on the job, apparently. It's like, frick. This shit's that serious? They got trucks... I uh, like uh, refrigerated truck trailers used as temporary morgues. Uh, you know, like this is this freaky shit. My mom got coughed on today. So chances are she's got it now. And I got and my grandma's in the house, too. I'm not sorry about my baby brother because, you know, I don't think he's five, not an infant. So I think he, I think he'd be fine. But my grandma, you know, gets sick just thinking about being sick. So uh, that's something to think about. This is about to change. Like, frick. I, uh, one thing, one thing I, I always not complain about, but uh, it's a recurring theme I think is adversity and lack of it in my life I mean I was talking earlier about realizing that my childhood or a basic upbringing wasn't as uh, ideal or, or idyllic I keep using that word I feel like I'm using the wrong word but it wasn't as free of adversity as I thought you know like all I remember is the most I I can think of for me personally is going through my little depression throughout the three I say little I'm not like that's belittling it but in the three in about three and a half years through out of my four years of high school uh being severely depressed and relatively uh antisocial and self isolating um, which is good practice for now I guess but um yeah but like shit that's some of the that's a recurring theme and the lack of adversity in my life i think because when i talk to everyone else especially the people i find more interesting myself they they could come up with 20 stories of shit that they've, got, they've had to go through um you know and there's me and then you know like, all right i don't know if i ever mentioned this uh on here yet but i used uh a couple years ago, I think I think twenty eighteen, February twenty eighteen, I went three weeks eating crackers and water. I was literally starving myself because uh, I was overdrafted on my bank account. I find it incredibly difficult to ask anyone for, for anything because I don't think I deserve it um, if I haven't worked for it. So I wouldn't even ask my parent. Like my parents would hated that I that I do this, but or that I wouldn't do it, but. 
I wouldn't even ask my parents for food or for, or cash for food or go by and get a meal or anything. Um, most I ate were crackers and water when I was at home. And if I was at an event, work an event, if I could sneak some hors d'oeuvres, I, I'd do that. Um, but there were times where I'd cr- like be coming home and when I get like my eyes are like my vision's blurry because I haven't eaten. Uh, one time I finally got in the house and I crawled like I couldn't stand up and I crawled to my desk. Uh, I think I, was, I think I had some some stuff to drink that night, too. Uh, but, you know, on a not just an empty stomach, no meat on my bones. I crawled to my desk and finish and, and edited the shit I had to edit for a client. Um, before I even considered going to sleep. And then I had work the next day. So, um, so yeah, it's like work at J crew. So I went, I went a while without eating. Um, and I lost weight. I didn't have weight on me in the first place. I've never been even chubby, even slightly overweight. I've been, I've always been closer to underweight. Um, right now, right now, or no, last time I went to the doctor was a few months ago. They weighed me. I weighed 160 at the time. I'm 6'2". So 6'2", 160. I kid you not, I probably was like 145, 140, maybe. Because I woke up one morning and I looked in the mirror and I looked like a kid, like a boy in the tripe pajamas like fucking ribs you know i it is a scary look it looks like a um think of how walking phoenix looks in joker but then like but you know even thinner somehow i could play fucking xylophone on my rib cage um um my arms were thin my skinny jeans wouldn't stay up my my waist is 3032 and my skinny jeans wouldn't fit on me you know so so but here's the thing right for a while i took that 3 weeks as my little adversity you know the little uh, because i know people who have like gone through uh sexual assault or 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 uh, freaking falling out with family members or stalking or, uh, uh, you know, getting kicked out of wherever or uh, uh, weird, weird relationship shit that's, that's deeper than just, you know, like lovey-dovey teen drama romance, whatever, like actual conflict. Um uh yeah who've dealt with the uh depression worse than mine that literally ruined their life uh uh, eating disorders you know um and 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 there are times where like people would be sharing stories right i remember i was in grenada once um it was 2018 as well right uh, yeah, yeah, 2018, I think, right? 
yeah, 2018, um, I was in Grenada, a uh, big family trip. My dad planned it, the whole thing out. We had a long-lost fucking cousin. Our uncle, who hasn't seen any of his daughters in years, uh, or met a couple of his daughters ever, is finally got to meet, like, it's this whole goddamn emotional family reunion type shit. There was one night, we were sitting up with our newfound cousin, <laughs> And uh, going around telling stories. It was it was just four of us: so me, my sister, newfound cousin, uh, cousin, uh, uh, a different cousin that that, that super dope, um, but not new. We knew her for a while, and all three of them, sister included, they're also sharing stories and shit of stuff that's happened to them. And then they come to me, and they're like, "You have any stories?" I'm like, "Nah, I, I genuinely don't." outside of depression in high school I just and then this few weeks I went out without really eating anything um yeah I I don't I don't know what the hell did my sister just text me can I what bullshit is this I know she can hear me um oh what time is it anyway uh oh wow 25 minutes or something like that um let me finish this yeah this this whole adversity thing it's like they they asked me what you know what i what i've gone through and i'm like uh depression high school a couple weeks without really eating while working 90 100 hour weeks that's it (laughs) Um, so I guess, and, and I felt, and I felt kind of weird for it because all the most interesting people that I know are the people who have gone through shit. Uh, you know, I've got friends who've been locked up. I've got friends who've fucking, uh, uh suicidal, attempts of suicide. I've got friends who got deep family issues, uh, you know. Uh, risk of homelessness drug abuse shit like that like uh, and and all of them are incredibly interesting people and then there's me having gone through nothing and you know which is why i don't feel like i have the right to complain about anything um so i don't know Do you hear this shit? Because my sister and my dad are talking upstairs and it's bleeding down here and I can hear it. But, um, yeah. But I was saying, let me just finish up this thought, right? This whole thing going up until... This whole coronavirus thing, I think this is going to be everyone's collective adversity because there are not... I'm not unique... I know I'm not the only one who hasn't really experienced shit. Um, there's a ton of people, right? And, like, I hope my family stays, you know, safe and, and healthy and alive. But can't guarantee it. Chances are, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, what the odds are. But, you know, I might not have some family to see my first kids or my first girlfriend or... I don't, you know, or see me move out, 
um, or even see this Christmas with me, you know, or even closer my birthday or my sister's graduation, you know, you don't know these things. So this is going to be our soul, our collective adversity dealing with this. I mean, it already is people already watching their friends drop dead. Um, yeah, this is a morbid ass episode. I'm going to call it that, because I've, I've talked about death a lot. That's all. 28 minutes, 38 seconds, fucking hell.